atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for, my goodness gracious, are you telling me it is already October, what the heck is it, the 25th in the year of our Lord, 2019, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law, the land, the constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And the checks and balances absolutely critical to the restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Now, I reject revolution. I stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Some people, though, they think revolution is the answer. Some people don't think it's the answer. They just think it's absolutely inevitable because we've already crossed the Rubicon. And I actually happen to be one of those. I do believe that we're going to be in serious trouble in America. We've turned our back on the Almighty for much too long. And at some point, you can't escape the inevitable consequences of, in my opinion, ungodly actions. Nevertheless, I digress. I bring that up to say we will talk about that issue as the broadcast unfolds. But for now, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, Sam Bushman live on your radio from the road. I'm in Tennessee. Best of all, Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Let's see if we can get Kurt up here, man. We're, we, we're on the road. We've got things a little bit crazy. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. All right. We're working on Kurt's level and Sam's level and our guest's level all coming up. Kurt's the quietest of us all. I'm the loudest, biggest mouth of us all. So we got that going on. And then we have uh, in the studio with us today or in our broadcast on the road makeshift studio, I should say. We got the bombardier Eddie Miller, well-known co-host on the political cesspool radio program. Also does his own radio program called Blood River Radio on Saturdays now as well. So you can look forward to that coming up every Saturday BloodRiverRadio.com is the website. Is it .com, Eddie? Yes, .com. All right, so BloodRiverRadio.com. Welcome, uh, Eddie Miller. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm really excited to be here, Sam and Kurt. I'm really looking forward to this. It's very rare. I think this is the only time I've ever been able to broadcast you guys live in the studio. Before I go any further, today is my wife's 70th birthday. She's 70 years old today. She's the love of my life. We've been married. Let me see. It'll be soon in January. January the 12th, Sam and Kurt, we will have been married 51 years. Now, can I just ask a question right now? Who the heck can deal with Eddie Miller for 51 <laughs> years? I mean, this lady has got to be a saint and a big, huge shout-out. Happy birthday of, what, 39? Is that how old you said she was? She is 70 years old. Wow, congratulations. What an accomplishment. And, you know, to you and your marriage, I jest a little bit. Yeah. Uh, about that, but I'm just saying, you know, congratulations, you guys. What an what an absolute honor, huh? Yes, sir. It certainly is. You know, she walks awfully, but she carries a big shotgun, Sam. And That's she how she says, keeps me in line. Eddie, see the scar now. on my head. Kirk can see the scar on my head. Hey, man, don't let that gentle demeanor of her fool you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just just she's a she has put up with me yay all these years. I'm telling you, she is a saint. Fifty one years. 
being 51 years, January the 12th. So what did you guys do for your 50th? Isn't that like golden? Isn't that what they call that? Kurt? See, I believe it was. I'll have to ask her. I believe it was golden. It was golden for, for me. I think it was like, you know, hell for her because she had to put up with all those years, you know, and uh, she never knew what I was going to Yeah, as do. far as I understand, when his wife came to him and said, honey, it's going to be our 50th, what should we do? Eddie's like, you're talking about gold? I thought you were talking about my teeth. <laughs> Is that what the deal is? That's for sure, man. You know, back in the day, she used to come get the, the bombardier out of jail every now and then because of, I wasn't always the nicest guy like I am now. Sam thinks I was a, I'm a saint now, but you know, I well, wasn't. Always- I think it's a relative discussion, <laughs> Eddie. Now, I don't believe in relativism, but in this case, it's a relative discussion. You got to look at where Eddie came from, and you got to look at the progress he's made under the uh, tutelage of his wife and the good Lord, and and you got to say, man, we've turned some amazing things. Uh, you know that. For you, how old are you? What seventy two? I'm I'm seventy and one half years old. All right, seventy 70, years old. I'm sorry, seventy two and one half. I'm getting old. Right, I, I thought it was seventy two. I I was sh- shocked when I was correct. Anyway, uh, but seventy two years old. Listen to this. And over that time frame, I'm telling you, a transformation has taken place. The guy has basically, you know, been just a rebel on his own to being a married man. Uh, to having children, to having fidelity to that marriage, to sticking with it, to uh, ups and downs and all that it takes. And then he comes and becomes a Christian. And, man, I'm just telling you, the transformation is shocking, Eddie. I'm telling you, it shocks me sometimes. Now, I do backslide once in a while. I know you'll be shocked, Sam. You once too? Once in a while. Is that while, what you're saying? I think, I think I backslide once in a while. Sam's probably seen me back, backslide once in a while. I know, uh, you know, it's just an everyday an everyday struggle against Satan. I know Sam knows that, uh, an everyday struggle. Well, every day is a, is a struggle. Uh, my, my marathon training that Sam knows uh, and Kurt knows me uh, all too well that I do that. It, it's a disciplinary measure. It keeps keeping me in line, uh, keeps me off of uh, all kinds of medications, drug, drugs for, you know. Yeah, like, no Kentucky moonshine. No. Hey, I, I used to like that old Kentucky moon, but you know what? It's so high in calories. If you if I have to gain one or two pounds, I can tell it when I'm running. So running, you know, everything it's everything for the, you're always trying to improve your running speed. Any kind of a, a marathon runner like I am, you know, you're obsessed with your time. You're I understand. With Let me pound. tell you, you'd be a little more aerodynamic if you cut off your ears. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, I think Brenda's going to do that if I guess if that's be the next disciplinary. Yeah, if you don't start listening, she's going to cut off the left ear first, and then the right ear's coming next. That's for sure, man. That's for dang sure. <laughs> All right, so Eddie Miller's our guest. We're going to be Sam, Kurt, Eddie in the roundtable for two hours of hard-hitting on-the-road talk. And a quick recap, we were not live yesterday because we were on an airplane. And they prohibit us connecting with all of our devices and stuff like that. And so we just kind of took a chill. Kurt Crosby fed me caviar and, and uh, filet mignon and such like that on the airplane. I was wishing for that. And instead, we got pretzels. But, hey, who's counting, right? Uh, anyway, we endured it. We got to uh, Tennessee. And uh, we spent some delightful time with loved ones last night. It was just incredible going out to eat, having a good time. We even went by this donut place, man, that was phenomenal. And they got these maple bacon donuts, man. And Kirk Crosby was just gaga over them. He was just, man, woo! It was delightful. Anyway, so we, Kirk Crosby was doing his research there. Now, when he eats these donuts, he calls it research. He thinks he's going to make a honey bacon maple donut one of these days. And I'm still waiting on the product of the research, but uh, it's not happening now. By the way, so we weren't live yesterday. However, we were on Wednesday. We had some incredible talk going on on Wednesday. We talked to a new talk show host on the Liberty News Radio lineup, 10 a.m., right after Beth Schoenberg, or Beth Ann, I should say. Uh, and he, uh, C.L. Bryant, 
is a talk show host. He's a public speaker. He's a filmmaker, a commentator, and an author. Now, this guy's tremendous. And he appears on Fox News Channel, The Blaze, CNN, MSNBC. Now he's finally made it to Liberty Roundtable. All the, I mean, the pinnacle of his career kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. Anyway, and he's a former two-term president of the NAACP of Garland, Texas. He's a black gentleman. Now, here's what's interesting. He says the NAACP today is a perversion in the old days that truly fought for the right causes. Um, anyway, he created a documentary film with his buddy, Jesse Lee Peterson, uh, called Runaway Slave. And uh, a very interesting documentary that you can see on Amazon, by the way. Uh, and Runaway Slave is really important. It basically documents that, hey, you know what? If we're not careful, we're just going to replace the slavery of yesteryear with modern-day slavery of everybody on welfare and on the handout system. And it's no better than yesteryear. It's just different, and we've got to reject it all. And the idea is Runaway Slave highlights this principle or this idea that, you know what? You don't have to have groupthink in socialism. You can think on your own and embrace conservative principles. And when you do, you run away from slavery. And you know what? I commend them for their incredible work. He's also the author of two books. His most recent called A Race for Freedom, man. Pretty cool book. He's very articulate. It was a tremendous interview. Wednesday's broadcast at LibertyRoundTable.com if you want to check that out. Also, we talked about Donald Trump in a tweet called Democrats' efforts to impeach him without due process or fairness or any legal rights. He flat out called it a lynching. And I asked our buddy C.L. Bryant, what he thought about that. And he said, hey, it is a political lynching. He said it has nothing to do with slavery. Don't let those folks turn it into a racial debate. The fact is they're trying to lynch the president. Race has nothing to do with it. Ideology has everything to do with it. And they're trying to barbecue him in the public opinion and lynch him without evidence. Now, Donald Loesch, by the way, blasted the Democrats who are screeching and raging about Donald Trump using the, quote, lynch word. And she says, how come they criticize Donald for that word, but yet they're calling all gun owners terrorists? How does that work? So we drilled into that a little bit. And all I'm telling you is even Joe Biden, when it was Bill Clinton's turn, they said, mm, Joe Biden said that, well, they were the, dumb, the Republicans in the reverse scenario. They were trying to lynch Bill Clinton. So now the Democrats can say lynch. The Democrats can call gun owners terrorists. And then Donald Trump can't say lynch or he's a racist. See how these people lie? Anyway, C.L. Bryant broke that down for us, did a phenomenal job as well. That was our One Liberty Roundtable Live on Wednesday. Hour two, it was Sam and Kurt, and we highlighted the fact that the National Taxpayers Union is celebrating their 50th year anniversary. Man, just tremendous. Now, um, Eddie Miller's even got the National Taxpayers Union beat. He's been married 51 years, and he got married when he was like two. I mean, he was like 20. So anyway, just amazing. All right, we talked about this um, U.S. mega church. I guess they got hit by a pepper spray attack, and uh, dozens of worshipers were scrambling to the door. Everybody was gasping for air. Everybody was freaking out, and they were just glad that it wasn't a gun going off, though. So we talked about that. But look, bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, the American people have become an immoral people, and traditional absolutes have been abandoned. Even Walter Williams highlighted that in an incredible article. So there you go. Abortion doctor goes ballistic, points a gun at a pro-life protester. Wow, I'm telling you, it's just a crazy world out there, ladies and gentlemen. But we are solid as a rock on Liberty Roundtable Live, defending God, family, and country, protecting life, liberty, and property. And we'll continue to do so in mere seconds on your radio. 
Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class, or rich, it ain't gonna happen. A book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled N-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000 why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less anybody ever had less money this year than you had last anybody better have a one percent pay cut you deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby, Eddie the Bombadil Miller on your radio are hitting talk at your fingertips. So check this out, man. We talked about this abortion doctor goes ballistic, points gun at pro-life protester. You know, it's amazing how violent and how intolerant these socialists really are. I mean, it is amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Shocking. They preach tolerance, tolerance, tolerance till they want to kill you. If they don't kill you coming out of the womb, then they want to kill you. Every other way possible. Now, a cop pulled over a mom. And this cop's a pretty good dude. He decided he had a better idea than ticketing her. Do you know what happened, Eddie? Would he hip her with the baby some kind of way? Yeah. So what this guy did, as far as I understand, he pulled over the mom. He was going to give her a ticket. He saw that the kids were not in car seats. He freaked. And then he realized she didn't have any car seats. Oh. And through the conversations, it turns out that he realizes it's not that she's negligent or that she doesn't care. She didn't have the money. She's just doing the best she can. So this Milwaukee police officer buys car seat for mom whose kids didn't have them. So she just he just simply said, I'm not going to cause you any problems. I'm just going to go to Walmart and get you some car seats. So he did. All right. They also say, is Hillary Clinton running? We have to, quote, nominate the best, Hillary says. That is moi. She says, yeah, you got to nominate the best, me. So what do you think of that, Eddie? Well, I'll tell you You got to turn on your mic, buddy. Okay, I'll tell you what. There you go. She is the best, according to what the Democrats, because, you know, what the Democrats think and the, the Satanists that are running our government, Sam, because best to them, is to, it's a totally different definition. It's like uh, if you ask somebody, you know, what is, what is their religion to you or what does the Christianity mean to you? You'll, you'll get a lot of different different answers. But you know what? 
the people they, these people that are, pu- are pushing Hillary, Sam, they are evil. You know as well as I do that so many of the deep staters, just about all the deep staters, uh, according to Inspector Jim Rothstein, probably at least a third of the Congress, the Congress and the senators, the representatives, the United States senators are into Satan worship, pedophilia, drugs. So, yes, she represents. Yes, Hillary Clinton is probably the best you can get for, <laughs> for being a, a lesbian, for being you know into drugs, into spirit cooking, uh, into invading foreign countries. Yeah, she's the best they got. All sure. right, there you go. We'll drill into that a little later. She's having a uh, battle with one of the underlings on her own, in her own camp, if you will. We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds uh, as well. We talked about a transgender woman who got snubbed. I guess she was trying to do porn videos. Well, and she had a penis, and so they said she can't be in the porn movie with her penis. And so um, I guess she's pursuing uh, this lawsuit it's called unfair discrimination in pursuit of modeling careers. And uh, so there's a big battle over that, Eddie. I don't really know how to respond to such awkward news. I only bring it up, and Kurt brings it up, because we've got to highlight. This is the kind of stuff that are tying up your courts, tying up your tax dollars, and taking the time of judges, Eddie. Sam, you know what? Uh, I don't – I'll tell you what. I'm, I was telling Sam during the break. I'm 72 and a half years old. I've came – I've come from – I went to a high school – when not, there was no sex. It, there, there was a suspicion that one girl was kind of loose. But it was the disgrace of all disgraces to have sex out of wedlock, you know, out of marriage. Uh, anybody that was suspected to be pregnant, they would also, they would disappear uh, and go, go off for about a year. You know, they'd go to California and come back to Tennessee. And you'd think maybe they had a baby. But you know what? If you even were suspected of being a homosexual, you would be lapped out of the school. Uh, and now it's like a badge of honor. Our country, Sam, you mentioned it. We have become so corrupt and so satanic. I don't know what's keeping the hand of God back, Sam. Amen to that. And it's the in and out protesters. I guess there's radical climate protesters in the in and out. And I guess a big boy, they say, tossed hippie man out is what they called it. So hippie man's the protester. This big dude threw him out of in and out burger for being a radical climate protester. Now, on one hand, I kind of applaud that a little bit, too. I just say, but look, you can't be one sided in this discussion. Whenever anybody ratchets things up to the point where they lay hands on another person at some point you got to say hey we're going too far and uh that's both sides now hey if you got a problem someone's disturbing the peace someone's disrupting this private property the restaurant and you know you need to call the cops and do something about it but i'm a little concerned when in either side so we need to be very careful not to applaud when it's our enemies but yet criticize when it's our foe or our friends kind of a discussion that's why i think donald trump was so correct when he said um Oh, what's that big protest you were at called, Eddie? Uh, was it? Oh, it was up to uh, Unite the Right in Charlottesville. Yeah, okay, Charlottesville. So Donald said, hey, there's wrong on both sides. There's a lot of good people there on both sides. And, you know, I think that was a fair, honest, open statement. And they just literally barbecued President Trump for stating that. But I think he was absolutely right. So I'm not going to applaud violence on either side of the case is the point. By the way, that's a recap of the broadcast that took place on Wednesday. It is available free online at Liberty Roundtable. Dot com Spread the word. Tell your friends. And if you have the heart to help, click on the donate link and just add zeros, please. All right. Without further ado, News the Network refused to use starts today. Sam Bushman, Kirk Cosby, Eddie Miller. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start passing some headlines out for roundtable discussions. And we'll have uh, Eddie talk first. And then we'll have Kirk chime in as well. 
but here's the first headline that I want you guys to kind of hit out of the park for me. First one, Donald Trump quietly reduces military forces in Afghanistan by 2,000 troops, Eddie. Well, you know what? I've heard the latest scuttlebutt, Sam, and you were, t- we were talking about this during the break, that some of those troops, for, or a lot of them are going to go back to Iraq. And I was listening to uh, uh, some scuttlebutt yesterday in the news that the, uh, the nation of Iraq has actually gone to the United Nations to file suit to sue to, uh, to prevent United States of America from putting troops into their country and, say, and, make a, and um, keeping them there. You know, and I'd like to address my so-called flag-waving uh, fellow military people out there that I run with sometimes. You're so gung-ho uh, that, you know, the United States is always right. How would you like it? How would you like it? United States, it's okay for the United States to be in a sovereign nation, Sam, of, uh, of uh, uh, not, where are they now? Uh, uh What's that other nation? Not oh, Syria? Syria. They're, yeah, we're in Syria. Syria, sure. We're supposed to be over there in Syria, uh, and what they were doing, we're securing the oil for the big American oil companies. So if we can do that, if we can send United States troops to Syria, Sam, and have our boys bleed and die to protect the Kurds, and I don't even know what the hell a Kurd is and don't care, but why can't we bring well, Russian troops? when I was a kid, Kurds were cheese, my friend. Why can't we bring Russian troops, Sam, to patrol, patrol the borders in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico to keep the illegal aliens you out? You can't What's do that, that? you're a racist. That's right. You know what? But that's why I say everything in our country is topsy-turvy to where I'm really for protecting our borders. Those who want to come here legally, there needs to be an appropriate way to do so. Uh, but we've got to have a lot of law changes to get that done. I would say, you know, I've driven from Montana all the way to Texas, and there's plenty of room, Eddie. What we need, though, is good, honest people vetting those who are coming to the country and those who are coming for the right reasons of freedom, those who can find a sponsor so they're not on the dole. Uh, you know what? I'm welcoming the right people for the right reasons. And you know what? If you want to ha- pursue a better life and you're willing to you know, legally obtain through hard work uh, blessings, I don't blame people for trying to come. I'm telling you right now, I'd be a wetback. I'd swim the river to get freedom. Oh, you're no darn doubt. rights, I would. So it's hard to blame some of these people, uh, although uh, you know, they need to assimilate and become Americans. They need to learn English. They need to learn our way of life. They need to uh, reverence the supreme law of our land and swear an oath to the Constitution, just like those who bleed and die for us do. Uh, and, and so we've got to put some things in place, uh, but this illegality has got to stop. And the problem in society is it's so politically correct and so manipulated by the left, the mainstream press, he who owns the media makes the rules. They get to say what the narrative is. And if you uh, don't subscribe to that narrative, then they somehow change the discussions because they can't debate it with you openly and honestly, or they'll lose every time. So what they do is just attack your character. Eddie, you got a goofy nose. Yeah, I'm telling Eddie, you. you th- and it goes on and on and on to where we're not talking about the real issues in America at all. Amen. You know, the, the real reason that the, uh, the so-called left, the so-called deep state, that they want to flood our country with illegals is because they, they don't like us being a Christian nation. As a matter of fact, we were. I'll, I'll preface that statement. I'll go back and say we used to be a Christian nation. And our enemies, Sam, as you well know, and Kurt, that our enemies have been attacking us because we're a Christian nation for years and years and years. That's the whole idea behind flooding our, our nation with and different And let me cultures. be clear. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to make a serious point here that's vital to understand. I say we still are a Christian nation. Now, we may be becoming less and less and less of a Christian people as we turn our back on our God as a nation. Uh, but nevertheless, understand that this nation was founded as a Christian nation. People were led here by God. Christopher Columbus even highlighted this reality. Yes, he did. Uh, and, and so we are a Christian nation. Now, if we want to turn our back on the God that made our country great, 
That's a societal decision, and we'll reap the whirlwind if we do. But let's never forget the idea that we are and we will never not be a Christian nation. Um, In fact, if I have anything to do with it, we'll have freedom and be a Christian nation and tell the Savior Jesus Christ comes. And I believe this, this Christianity of our nation, this beacon on a hill, it'll have a lot of trouble along the way. But I say that the flag will be blown in the breeze when Jesus Christ comes, Eddie. Well, you know, uh, going back to kind of what you said, you know, uh, the very first Supreme Court justice, I hear the music, Sam. I guess we'll have to wait to come back to this point after, this, after the break. Though. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court justice. We're going to get Kurt's take on this. But 2,000 troops are being reduced quietly, so so to speak, in Afghanistan. I pray that were true. We're, we're in 130 nations militarily. Are they just putting them in some other nation? Or are they really bringing them home and downsizing the scope and the funding of the military? I pray it's the latter. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Dozens of structures have been destroyed by a fast-moving wildfire in California's Sonoma County. More than a 1,000 firefighters are battling the Kincaid fire. It broke out on Wednesday night, quickly spreading because of the high winds. Cal Fire's latest numbers show that it's consumed 16,000 acres, but it's only 5% contained. A one-time ally of President Trump's who's become more and more outspoken about his decisions is televangelist Pat Robertson, who now says Trump's troop pullout from Syria is like Neville Chamberlain's appeasement of Hitler. And it won't end well, says Robertson. I promise you, as I'm sitting here right now, Russia is going to come against us. Turkey's going to come against us. China's going to come against us. This is USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully to the best offer you're going to get. One of the best assets on earth. Okay, so we all know we live in a world of political turmoil and financial deception that stretches from Wall Street to Europe to Beijing, which are all like bubbles searching for a pin right now. With one exception, gold and silver, which have held their value over history better than any other asset class on earth ever. So here's my irresistible offer to show you how committed I am to protecting your financial future. I've asked my sponsor, Swiss America. To virtually give you one of the most popular precious metal coins ever minted, below their cost for just $18.50 each, delivered while supplies last. You heard me right. This is an exclusive offer to my listeners by calling now 800-630-2158. Write it down, 800-630-2158. One of the most popular precious metal coins ever minted for $18.50, 800-630-2158, or go to SwissAmerica.com. Chicago public school students missing day seven of classes because of a teacher's strike. Union Chief of Staff Jennifer Johnson says she's still hoping the teachers will be back at the classrooms by Monday after a pretty good day at the bargaining table yesterday. We're still working through our conversations around some of the key issues like class size and staffing, like pay for our experienced educators, like paraprofessional pay. Um, And then there's still lots of little details. 
The late U.S. Representative Elijah Cummings about to be laid to rest in Baltimore this morning. The Democrat died last Thursday at 68 from complications from longstanding health issues. The funeral in Baltimore comes after visitors poured into the U.S. Capitol yesterday to pay their respects to the lawmaker and civil rights activist who was the first African-American to ever lie in state at the Capitol. And this is USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, Donald Trump starting to love CNN is the last I heard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie the Bombardier Miller, our guest. We're live on the road in Tennessee, having a phenomenal time. Hard-hitting talk. Kirk Crosby's over there getting ice. Sam Bushman's, uh, you know, trying to tell the tale of freedom. Eddie Miller's trying to tell you about justice. Who? Supreme Court Justice John Jay, he was the very first Supreme Court ju- head justice of the very first Supreme Court uh, back when, 1789? Yes, sir. That's right. He said, he said that the United States was a Christian nation formed by Christians, for Christians, for the greater glory of Jesus Christ. And I'm saying never say that we're not a Christian nation, because what you do is you deny the history and the roots. Now, if you want to say we're losing our Christianity as a people, amen, I agree with that. Uh, sadly so. But I only highlight that difference, Eddie, because I want people to never lose the understanding of the founding, the understanding of the history. And if we say we're not a Christian nation anymore, we suggest we can change history. Um, I know the point you're making, but I want to be very careful that people have that tie back to our roots is why I focus on that. That's a great point. You know what? That's a great point. You're 100% right. I didn't think about it that way. You know, because you know what? Words mean things. You know, the, the, the tongue, the tongue will get you in trouble. We, the Bible talks about that. But yes, he said that since we were a, a Christian nation, he said it would behoove all Americans in every case to always vote for representatives that are Christians, be it a county sheriff, be it a, a, a city councilman, a, a Supreme Court justice, you know, a, a senator, a congressman. A, a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, you should always uh, appoint Christians and put them Christians in over you. That's that, and that's it's just common sense. And you know what? And no one, Sam, no one forces people to come to this country. No one forces you to be a wetback, or no one, more, no one forces you. If you're from India or China, Afghanistan, whatever you name it, a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, you want to come to this country, you need to realize that this is a Christian nation. No, you know, we're not going to coddle you and 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 lower our standards of Christianity, and we're not going to change our culture for you. Like Sam said, if you want to come to this nation in the right way, if you want to come here, in other words, like. In the porch talk that we and James used to talk about, if you act like you got some sense and fit in, then great. But you don't come here and try to try to attack our culture, and most of all, don't try to attack our Christian God, our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you come here to fit in, and, and that's and that's it. But you're not going to change our culture, and that's just the way it is. All right, let's have Kurt jump in here. Kurt, so two thousand troops are reduced. Uh, in Afghanistan, Donald quietly makes that happen. And I want to praise President Trump. It's good news if we're bringing people home and downsizing the scope of the uh, military-industrial complex, Kurt. Well, that's a great point, Sam. And uh, the president, as you've said a number of times, I, I think he finds himself uh, there in the swamp uh, amidst the uh, swamp creatures uh you know all over the place uh you know high and low in in the government in the media and all these different places but when i look at uh 
you know, my lifetime as uh, at least comparing presidents, I've never seen one that has done uh, as much as he has done. And uh, when it comes to this military uh, move, uh, you know, these quote reductions, uh, man, there's just so much uh, that could be done. But uh, hats off to him for making an effort. And let's make sure that we shine the light on it so that we can really do bring those troops home, that we can really do make sure they don't just get reassigned somewhere else in the world to be global peacekeepers or peacekeepers peacekeepers or whatever the goofy uh, latest thing are. Just remember this when you think about us being a Christian nation. Blake, Blake Shelton sings a song called God's Country. And he says, you know, the devil went down to Georgia, but he didn't stick around. This is God's country. And I, you know what? Remember that, ladies and gentlemen, because you got to understand our heritage, our history, who we are, and you got to make sure you double down on that critical tie. So there's attacks inside and outside the country everywhere. There's no doubt about it because they want to attack the greatest country on the face of the earth. They want to attack Christianity as their real goal. They don't care what fault lines they use to get to that end game. And so there's another headline, male NZ, Navy personnel, now allowed to wear false eyelashes and makeup. Who wants to respond to this one first? Well, since I'm sitting here with the mic, I guess I'll go on it first. Uh, but, you know, you, you know what NZ means. It's New Zealand. And, okay. Uh, you know, so that's what's going on in their military. Yeah, but, it's, it's uh, going on in ours, the, too, though. The sad thing is, uh, you know, typically this just kind of goes all over the place. And and we uh, we, we think that, hey, somehow we're being uh, more tolerant more uh, I guess you could say accepting or whatever and yet uh, you know this is just one great way to get your uh, military beat if you ask me is uh, infected with transsexuals homosexuals and all that kind of stuff I mean you've got to have some kind of uh, what would you say protocol and uh, discipline and and I can't think of a place where you've got to have it more than in the military. Can you? I cannot. And I would say that this, what it really does is it tampers with this term. And I'm not an expert because I'm not in the military, but certainly Eddie is a vet. He knows. It's called military readiness. And I think this really strikes at the heart of military readiness. This guy that's all worried about putting his eyelashes on or whatever the heck this goofball transgender stuff is going on. This guy's not ready to fight. This guy's not ready to protect his brethren uh, as they stand on the front lines. This guy's off on some, uh, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have like a spa out there where you can just get pampered or what's happening. But this is just crazy town, Eddie. You're absolutely right. You know, those rules that were put into place centuries ago. And they were very strict in World War II, Vietnam, Korea. You know, you can't have something in the military, especially in a combat zone, that's going to lower lower your readiness. That's going to degrade your readiness. And that's and that's what they're that's what our enemies are trying to do. Uh, they were trying to, for one thing, they don't have enough sense. The Satan worshiping pedophile, you know, transgenders, they want to destroy our entire nation. And you hit it, Sam. Uh, they want to destroy our Christian culture. Our military becomes part of it. The defense, really, our military is just supposed to be here just to defend the continental United States. We're not supposed to be going around all over, all over creation, going to these endless wars, you know, going overseas in search of monsters, monsters to destroy. But there's no sure way to destroy the military or any or other organization. I'll say, you know, the Southern Baptist Church. Any, there's no other way, sure way to destroy it than to get all these 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 reprobate sexual norms 
nor mores involved uh, in, in the middle. It, can you imagine homosexuals of relationships in the military during in, in a combat situation? There's there's no way it ever that's ever going to work. I know I've been there. I've taken a shower in a place with 200 guys naked as a jaybird and you never think of it. But, you know, when you've got homosexual relationships, can you imagine? You know, I couldn't even imagine going to some place like Fort Polk, Louisiana, and taking a shower with 100 guys and knowing, you know, that 20 or 30 of them are homosexuals, 20 or 30 of them are transgenders. I mean, that is just never going to fly. And I'm guarantee you there would be a lot of bloodshed there, too, because I can tell you flat out, I've worked in the Elvis Presley Memorial Trauma Center. There's no person, there's no more violent person, Sam and Kurt, than a homosexual. They're the most violent people you've ever seen. All right. Well, there you have it. There's Eddie's take. Do you want to come into this one, Kurt? You came up with this piece here, right? It's hard to know how to respond to these kind of things. I mean, they're so crazy that you almost don't even know how to respond to them. It's like, is this a real discussion? Is this really happening? All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that missed out part. Kurt, I want you to just press rewind and respond. States Say that one more time. Stepped forward in the glorious light provided oh, okay, by we're on a commercial break. All right. 1787. The nation. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So sorry about this confusion. Uh, bottom line, Kurt Crosby uh, was uh, making a comment here. He finished up just saying, hey, this transgender thing, this perversion in the military, it's going to destroy our military, folks, and destroy our countries, uh, whether it be New Zealand or America or any other country that puts this in place. Uh, sh- shame on them. They're not going to have the military readiness necessary. Now, Kurt, you were switching well, gears. And, yeah, before we go there, though, you think of the, the scriptures and you think of the time when uh, I'm trying to remember the exact situation. All right, well, remember a- that on the break. We'll come right back. We'll go to your situation in seconds. We do have a commercial break this time for reals. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam, Kurt, the good bombardier, Eddie with us. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips from the road. This is live radio, and you can tell, can't you? All right, hang tight, folks. Hey. 
Hey, listen up. This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary's selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him in federal court with trumped-up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress. Now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999. That's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, to 444-999. Or go to DefendAPatriot.com. That's DefendAPatriot.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for your patience with us. So we're talking about Kirk Crosby was mentioning in the military. He pressed rewind. Remember, history repeats itself, right? So a page out of the playbook of history is vital here, Kurt. Well, you know, we're talking about this New Zealand story where you've got the transgenders or homosexuals or whatever in their military where they're going to allow them to put on makeup and, I don't know, eyeshadow or whatever it is uh crazy stuff in the new zealand uh military and i was just thinking about how you know if some guy in china tried to do that in the chinese military it'd just be i think just curtains for the guy and and imagine if the chinese wanted to you know they're kind of good at uh basically uh taking over things typically though they buy it but you know, in this case, you know, they might just want to annex New Zealand. And if New Zealand's going to fill up their military with a bunch of homosexuals and transgenders, uh, you know, it should be pretty easy for the Chinese. It made me think of the uh, time in Scripture when the uh, uh, 
Uh, oh, the one group of people were, uh, I guess they were going to subject themselves to circumcision. So all the gentlemen did that. And then the uh, other guys that were opposing him basically came in and got rid of every single one of them. They were uh, a little weakened in their current situation. Uh, yes, in the they were. I remember that. Um, but anyway, uh, then the other item, you know, that I was thinking when you when you talked about this whole uh, saving money in Washington and having less troops, you know, overseas and that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, they they've really moving to a whole new world out there because the president now wants to uh, uh, have the federal government limit or eliminate their subscriptions to the New York Times and the Washington Post, uh, Sam. I mean, you're talking about millions of dollars uh, of your tax dollars that go to support those um uh, as he would call them, fake news sources, and uh, maybe they're going to even do that. I, I, in the Breitbart piece I saw, he was going to even suggest they not even have those uh, publications in the White House, and I'm thinking, you've still got them in the White House? Yes, he does. That's, that's why I say that he talks about not really liking the enemy media. But it sure takes a long time to do anything about it, Kurt. I mean, look, you had the presidency for, what, three years? And you're still having the USA Today and the New York well, Times it was delivered the to the White House. Post and then but New even York still, Times. the WAPO, yeah. whatever, you yeah. know, you're still having that stuff delivered to the White House. Are you kidding me right now? Well, it makes perfect sense, although, you know, some would say, well, you probably got to see what the enemy is doing or whatever. But I, I just think, you know, why fund it? Why promote it? Why continue to support it? And that's what we're doing. We got these massive federal agencies all across the country that are probably spending boatloads of money yes, they uh, are. with with subscriptions to those places. and. And, uh, you know, just like all of us, we talk about, hey, when Target does something crazy, we're not going to spend money there. Uh, neither should the federal government put money in the wrong places, Amen whether it's that. constitutional or not, you know. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have Kurt respond to this next headline. Then we're going to see if we can get some breakfast, man. I'm thinking, like, for me, as many vegetables in an omelet and some cheese and some meat as I can get uh, for breakfast. But... Uh, in the meantime, though, here's the story. Outrage grows. Why? I guess student calls a black security guard the N-word. Security guard says, hey, don't call me, and he uses the N-word again. I guess he got fired, meaning the security guard that was black got fired because of the, quote, government school district's zero-tolerance policy regarding Racial slurs. I mean, this is absolutely insane. Now, I can't use the N-word because I'm white. Now, black folks use the N-word in rap music all over, and they get promoted by both sides of the aisle as rock stars and stuff like that. Kanye's chilling at the White House, for instance, to prove the point. But what I find interesting about this story, Kurt, is so this guy's just like, hey, don't, don't use that racial slur, and he uses it. Um, but how are you going to think if you're a black guy and your society uses this every second to each other. I mean, they call it a term of endearment many times. Uh, all I'm telling you is how this black guy just responds and says, hey, don't, don't say that kind of stuff. But then he gets tr in trouble and fired. Now, as far as I understand, backlash has been caused by this, and now they've reinstated the poor security guard. But what on earth have we gone to in our society for several things? One, I don't really like to take words out of the lexicon anyway, Kurt. 
You don't see no. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't mind taking like swear word words out burner, of the lexicon right. and those kind of things, but I'm saying I don't like the N-word. I think it's a slight. I think there's a better way to refer to black people and all that kind of stuff. But I'm saying that I don't like to say you can't say that word or you're an enemy of the state or you're an enemy of the government school. Or you're an enemy of this or that or you lose your status or you get fired or you get even if you're elected, you get you know blackballed and your whole career's ruined or whatever. I think we've got a problem there, Kurt. You get white bald instead of black bald. Uh, you know, Sam, um, the thing that made me think about this, how tolerant is a zero-tolerance policy, Sam? It doesn't seem too tolerant there in the, uh, you know, they, they teach us all we're supposed to be all tolerant about all these things, you know, uh, and yet... You know, the zero tolerance program at the uh, government schools doesn't seem too tolerant to me. Amen. It's a it's a ironic. I don't even know if to call it ironic, but it's it's strange. Your point's well taken. What I don't understand about it, though, is, hey, they've tried to find Donald Trump saying the N word and they don't have it. Barack said the N word. I have the recording of it. Barack's fine. Donald's a racist. Um, you and I don't dare say the N word because you just don't want to be destroyed. Would you ever say the N word, Kurt? No. Never? Well, I guess those are two N words, aren't they, Sam? No, never. Uh, And yet, uh, you know, it seems like, you know, like you said, uh, we we keep getting rid of certain words that you can't say, and that's how freedom of speech works in America. Well, and here's what I find interesting. We're told not to take the Lord's name in vain, and so the G-O-D or God word. That yeah, I would say very okay sacredly. They run that around all day, and everybody's just fine with that. No big deal. In fact, it's just, man. And, and yet, if you use the N-word, then you're like the worst person in the world. And I'm not for the N-word. Don't misunderstand me. But I'd rather hear people use the N-word by far than I would use the take the Lord's name in vain word, Kurt. Amen to that, Sam. Now, are you allowed to say the A-word? I mean, I just, wow. Amen. Okay, but that's kind of the, the highlighted point here. My problem with this is... At what point, if you start saying we're going to take words out of the lexicon, now what I think should happen is if somebody used the N-word, I would basically say what a great teaching moment for the security guard to highlight back to the student the problem with it. Hey, you know what? I don't want you using that N-word. It's offensive. Um, You should stop it, right? I get that, and I agree, but I, I don't want to hold the security guard now. I've heard black people explain there's a difference between two N-words. One is kind of with the R on the end of it. And the other one was with the A on the end of it. Right? And I'm, so I'm going to say them. I know I'm going to get, lose my whole career. But here I go. You ready? So one word's the nigger word. The other word's the nigga word. And I, I'm, I'm told that they're different, Kurt. Now, I don't understand the subculture enough to really know. I'm just telling you, I don't really want to use either of those words because I don't think they're cheerful, good, kind, respectful ways to treat another son or daughter of our father in heaven, right? I get it. And I'm not using those words on purpose, but you know, what do I do when they tell me there's a difference in those words and certain people can use those words and certain people can't and black people can use it in rap music every day, still be invited to the white house, still star stud Republican and democratic events. But yet this poor security guard can't even try to educate a student not to use this word or he's in trouble. We have just ran off the rails in our society. Crazy. Is the they whole can't point. use now they can't use the F word over in Hong Kong, right? What's the F word over in Hong Kong? Freedom? Yeah. Darn right, you can't be doing that. I mean, what if you were actually thinking you were free? You might actually start acting like it, and then how are you going to pay the IRS? I mean, it goes right on down the list. 
Um, all right. Before the end of the hour, I want to talk about this other uh, story. Carl Rove rips Hillary Clinton now for Tulsi Gabbard conspiracy peddling. Uh, he says, you know what? Just shut up and go away. You either need to prove your allegations, Hillary Clinton, towards Tulsi Gabbard, or you need to quit. And the bottom line is Hillary says Tulsi is a Russian agent, and Tulsi says you are off your rocker. Now, this is conspiracy theory uh, I don't cloud number nine for Hillary, but she's always been a conspiracy theorist when things don't go her way. Kurt, and then we'll move to Eddie and finish the hour. Kurt? Well, Tulsi Gabbard, pretty interesting. If you don't know who she is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in both of the Democratic debates that I've seen, I haven't really watched them, but I saw the uh, polls after them, uh, she won them. And yet uh, the average American doesn't even get told who she is. Uh, and now Hillary, uh, she wants to basically call her, you know, basically call this lady crazy. And Hillary wants to get back on the front pages. So then she calls her a Russian asset. You know, of course, everybody's a Russian asset except for Hillary. I mean, she's just squeaky clean, isn't she, Sam? There you have it. We'll move to Eddie. We'll grab breakfast on the uh over-the-hour break here for a second. But, Eddie, what do you say to this? I mean, Hillary is just absolutely foaming-at-the-mouth conspiracy theory crazy. There's no evidence of this. And if there is, shut up and show it. I mean, believe it or not, I agree with Carl Rove for once. All right, so we're having a disaster of a broadcast. We're getting disconnected left and right. I hope that's not a harbinger of things to come. I'll tell you that right now. So, Eddie, all right, let's, let's start again, Eddie. Your, okay. th- your thoughts about this Tulsi Gabbard uh, conspiracy theory allegation by Hillary Clinton? Yes, you know, I was just saying that uh, everybody and his mama on both sides of the aisle, left, right, you know, cons- uh, liberal, conservative, everybody knows that Hillary Clinton is a pathological liar because her her father is, is the devil who is the chief he's, he was the starter of liars everybody knows that but like I talked about earlier in earlier part of the hour our enemies they don't care that she's lying because that's what they like they, they like liars they like pedophiles they like drug addicts they like uh, you know uh, human traffickers they don't care so you know and I would throw this out there why do we ever talk about you know, us being uh, agents of Israel. Everybody in his mama knows that Israel, you know, the United States is just like a, 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 a suburb of, of Tel Aviv. The Israelis, the Zionist Jews, they can totally control this country. They can totally control the, control the Congress. We talked about some a couple months ago, they had uh, our rep, we have a representative right here in the state of Tennessee. He's Lee Cochran's representative. His name is uh, David Kustoff. He, he's a Jewish. He put forth a resolution in the Congress. It was voted 435 to nothing. Not one dissenting vote. As you could uh, dissent, dissenting vote. Vote. Tennessee it's, seems to be ground zero, at least Memphis anyway, in the racial wars in America. That's for sure. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up with Kirk Crosby, Eddie Miller, and yours truly. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. You want to listen to archived broadcasts? Spread the word. LibertyRoundtable.com. You want to donate and help us grow and tell the tale of liberty in the media? <laughs> LibertyRoundtable.com. Donate today. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>